Welcome to Rain City Supercars. I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And we are broadcasting or recording live <laughs> from Drivers Club. Brought to you by Carter Subaru, Haggerty, Rainier Beer, and Avance. And Avance. Uh, Dan, how you been? Busy. Busy? <laughs> Since our last recording yesterday. Since our last recording <laughs> yesterday, it's been a busy day for you? Yeah, I'm getting ready to go out of town, so we're putting it back to back. We you need some vacation. Yeah. We have a special guest today, though, so we have to do two this week. Oh, no. Which is and good and I'm good with it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I'm excited about this. So I've been a longtime follower and fan. I always feel like it always comes off a little creepy sometimes. You're like, I've been watching you on YouTube for years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been watching you from the neighbor's house for years. I mean, YouTube. Uh, so, um, it's uh, yeah, it's been it's been a kind of weird Tuesday here in the Pacific Northwest. I was so, just you know, glad not to be roasting. <laughs> that that has been nice, the uh, little bit break in the weather. Yeah. In fact, I think it's supposed to rain this weekend, too. So, you I'm guys, okay with that. You guys don't know weather. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> Come different. Come on. That's different. We have a theme, all these people from Florida on our podcast. Right. Cliff was from there. Look yeah, how tan so. I am. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> we don't go outside in Florida. You do. <laughs> There's a good reason. Everything there wants to eat you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was looking at your uh, your many many Instagram stories, and I was shocked at how well your Subaru did on this last Avance drive. Oh me? Oh yeah. Yeah, we oh, talked about this a little in the last one, but uh, I was still shocked looking at more trail photos from other members. Like, how did you get that through there? So Avance, Avance. Uh, if you guys don't know, Avance launched another section called Avance Off Road, and um, they had a uh, an, their first off-road drive, and <laughs> there were two cross tracks, including mine. That uh, thank God I had armor put on it <laughs> before I left. But <laughs> I don't know how we made it, to be honest. <laughs> and we it did really well. So uh, it, uh, it I, w- I went and bought ramps today because I need to jack it up <laughs> in the bottom. I need to take the skid plates off because uh, there's clean. a lot of stuff up in the engine right now. So <laughs> yeah, and I and I may have to end up putting a new clutch in it after that. This is a rally Subaru? Uh, no, no, this is a cross track that I put a one-inch lift on and, and basically BF Goodrich and then 31s. went and crawled basically through the forest. <laughs> yeah, legit. Like, I looked at the photos and I was, I'm just shocked you made it. I'm impressed. And, and there, we didn't have any problems. Like I said, I had, I had one guy tow me through a mud hole because I thought I might get stuck, and I didn't. So it was kind of amazing. So the other cross track took his front bumper off just in case. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. So that was a lot of work. It's so. a, it reminded me of a good question for our Carter two Subaru tip of the week or not stupid question. Um, one of the surprisingly common things that even owners don't know if you have an all-wheel drive, uh, Toyota especially, but many other vehicles, is what's the difference between a center locking differential and a transfer case? And basically, they're spelled differently. They're spelled differently. Absolutely. Yeah, no. Yep. <laughs> so in an all-wheel drive system, you tip, you don't have a transfer case. You have a center locking diff if you have a four-wheel drive like a Land Cruiser. They're n- they're all-wheel drive, even though a like an 80 series Land Cruiser is still has solid axles front and rear. 100 series and up uh, are all independent front, solid axle rear. But the center locking diff is basically the transfer case on an all-wheel drive system. It locks in the front and the rear. That's why it's called the center locking diff. But it does basically the same thing. What it does do is distribute power basically 50-50. Not exactly, but close. The thing I see most people do, though, is not use it enough. <laughs> Anytime you get into bad traction or bad weather, it's the same thing as engaging four-wheel drive in any other vehicle. Um, you shouldn't use it on dry pavement like any four-wheel drive system. Well, not any, but most. And so you can engage that anytime you're in snow, mud, whatever, and you're going to get better traction for the most part. Again, this is a very, very, very high-level overview of how, what that does, and there are many different variations of that. But if you're in a Toyota, like my old Land Cruiser, or many other vehicles like that, Use it. <laughs> I see a lot of people actually, I've seen it even on the trail, people will lock in the rear diff before locking in the center. Uh, Interesting. Or they'll attempt to and they'll not realize why it's not working. A lot of systems won't let you do that even. But You have to go through the process. Center yeah. first then. Yeah, a lot of systems won't let you do that. But 
Again, there's many, many high, overview, high level overviews of that, but it's basically your, your transfer case in an all-wheel drive system that's four-wheel drive like that. So. Again, every time you talk, I just see the rainbow. That's just you know. very, very yeah. basic. Where is that transfer case? Is it in the center? Yes. Like, so the drive axle or the drive shafts yep. meet in the middle? Yep, basically. Hmm. Sometimes they're, they're, they're usually a little farther forward, actually, like 60-40 split, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, some of you are probably uh, going to your radio going, I know that third voice. How do I know that third voice? And yeah. And who do the boys have today? So we have Matt Mormon, correct? Correct. Correct. From Obsessed Garage. And if you follow YouTubers, uh, automotive YouTubers, you know Obsessed Garage. Yeah. Um, he is uh, the pinnacle of OCD when it comes to garages and cleaning. <laughs> and uh, we were joking before, uh, Jared was asking me a little bit about you. And I said, I said, you know how most of us have like a, a two bucket system? I said, I think Matt's got like a four or five bucket system when he's cleaning cars. I mean, I started watching you, oh boy, many, many years ago, like when you were just. Uh, like to l- know how to properly clean my car. Long, I think maybe even before I knew Dan uh, <laughs> and doing it right. So uh, welcome to Rain City Supercars. We appreciate you stopping by. Nice. Your first time in the Pacific Northwest? Yeah. I've, yeah. Never, I've been to San Francisco before, but sure. not this far Oh, no, that doesn't count. That's California. <laughs> 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 Everybody from down there is coming up here. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's true. Yeah. Um, what brings you up here? Uh, we're having a, an obsessed garage gathering of uh, you know maybe a couple dozen people to go drive some of the Pacific Northwest West roads, and uh, so I jumped on a plane and came out to uh, to meet you know some people. Most sure. most I have some I've met, but most I haven't. Uh, and there's this magical thing that happens when we get other obsessed people together yeah you know there's just this instant you know camaraderie that happens and a lot of people that tend to watch my stuff t- tend to be introverted you know generally sure. you know i'm speaking broadly but when you it's funny when you get a bunch of introverts together that have a commonality it's like you can't <laughs> shut them up yeah so especially about that yeah so we'll go and and have a common interest in driving some cars and and uh, that'll be fun we what you do is you go out and you eat you go drive a little bit, eat some more, and you go drive a little bit, and you go eat again, and pretty much, yeah, that's Isn't that's that what's fun. Cars and, and food—that's really what, yeah, <laughs> that's the way it is, yeah, yeah. And you met uh, the owner of, of Drivers Club, Doug Perry. You met him on the the Smokies Rally, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. I think it was two years ago now. Yeah, yeah. So um, Doug and I met out out there. It was just a, another very similar group where you get a bunch of GT Porsche guys together. And there's this instant, you know, connection of yep. you, know, you have something in common. Yeah, you know, and there's a certain mentality that tends to gravitate toward that kind of car, you know, in general. It's become more popular as of late. You're talking about Porsche owners. Uh, <laughs> well, Porsches kind of become more mainstream, yeah. but especially GT cars. But you know, there's a certain core demographic I think that that really appreciates that type of car. You know, people come and go, and they end up in a Lamborghini where they belong. But, but you know, the Porsche Porsche type is a is a type. I think it's a wonderful car community, the Pacific Northwest Porsche Club. I don't know if they're if any of their members are. I'm sure some of their members are coming with you, but they they do a really good job of representing the brand up here and, and doing some incredible drives. Yeah, they just did a gorgeous drive up to Baker the other day. That I was very jealous of. So, so probably during the day, like yeah. the rest of us are working. Yeah, yeah one fair of enough. Yeah. yeah, the retired Porsche owners. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, like, give our listeners a little bit of a background if they if they haven't followed you on YouTube or heard your podcast mm-hmm. of where you came from. So the whole obsessed thing yeah. is, is yeah. real. Um, in 2014, I uh, I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder. Uh, basically, what happened is I I ended up in a in an infinite anxiety loop. I have a background in engineering, and so think 
an, an organized engineer mm-hmm. type, uh, and so I thought I was uh, I thought I was better than. I thought I knew more than. I thought I could only I was the only person that could do anything. Uh, and I think what happened is I kind of closed out the universe and took the weight of the world on myself and wigged out. Uh, and that wigging out changed my life in more ways than one. One, it wasn't fun to go through that yep. process. Uh, but the, the, the byproduct, the really positive thing that came from it is I had to go to a psychiatrist. I had to go to a psychologist. And they, we kind of came to the conclusion that I needed to make some friends. You, know, I need to like <laughs> you find need to get out more. <laughs> right. I mean, I had all this, this, this knowledge from this insatiable appetite and this obsessed tendencies that made me think I was better. Mm-hmm. And then I got smacked in the in the head, uh, realizing that well, really I'm worse than most, uh, and and so that that humbling opened me up to the idea that yeah maybe maybe I should maybe I should let some people in, and so I did whatever good engineer would do, and I was super efficient and got made some spreadsheets and figured out how can I make mo- the most friends the quickest way possible, <laughs> and so I figured the place to do that was on Renlist which is a Porsche forum and M3 post because I had a launch car F80 M3 and I had a a 991.1 Carrera S and, uh, and I figured that putting, you know, I could, I could put my ownership experience of those cars, uh, in those platforms. And I, so I created journals. Okay. And the, the reason that I created a YouTube channel was to support the journals. Uh, so I would be like, I would teach people how to wash a car, how, how, not how to, but how I wash a car. So I gave up all that arrogance and all that I'm better than because really it was just insecurity. Like I, I just I didn't like dealing with people telling me I was wrong, and so I closed out the world. But now it was open, and so I went on on these car forums and I just laid it out there, just poured it out there, and it eventually became more YouTube. YouTube is more friendly to my long format. It's hard to type as much as I talk <laughs> about things that I'm passionate about. Yeah, but thank God for you guys on forums because that's like the gold mine of information yeah. I need when I'm diving into something. And Bingo. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a nightmare for me to do. Then I find somebody who's just obsessed over this process. Yeah, my thesis was that, man, this is the stuff that I wish I knew. Yeah. And so I'm going to have to fall on the sword. Like, for instance, my 991.1 GT3 that I got after shortly after the Carrera S. So I got a Sapphire Blue GT3. I like to think I'm responsible for a, a large portion of the Sapphire Blue GT, GT cars in the U.S. because there weren't any, and there weren't any pictures. I so one. it's a cool color, but there was, like, no information about it. And so I wanted people to take pictures and share it and make videos, and there wasn't any information. And so I'm just going to do it. So I've had, I've had 15 different exhausts because I wanted an exhaust that I wanted a certain way. And I, I started to realize the, the channeling of this, of this, what was negative energy, this obsessive thing that people tend to look down upon and channel it for, I like to think it's for good rather than evil, but <laughs> using this, using these tendencies for, for something that, 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 you know, contributes to me by allowing others in. Uh, and then I started inviting people to do all kinds of stuff and the and the fruit of that uh, has completely changed my life. And you know, you know, I've left my career, and now all I do is this. I just jerk around in my garage and <laughs> do podcasts and make videos. So what's, and what I'm hearing is you're living the dream. That was, okay, yeah, gotcha. was just yeah, going to so say. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a – You give me hope, man. In, yeah, my, exactly. <laughs> in my head is a house of horrors. But, yeah, but yeah it's, it's, I am living a, you know, a dream that I would have never considered possible. Yeah. 
Because know, it, but it, it has sprouted more than just the YouTube channel, correct? Yeah, so the, what happened is the YouTube channel, uh, I would be making these, you know, 55, 60, I don't follow the formula. Yeah. Like I'm just setting the camera up and letting you in into my garage, into my life. And while I'm tinkering and screwing something up, uh, first of all, I'm showing you how I'm screwing it up. <laughs> what uh, not to do, yeah. Because I, if you watch any of my videos, there's a tendency I've got these expensive cars and a nice house and this kind of confidence about me. And, and so when you watch it at first, you're like, oh, this rich douche is just showing off. <laughs> But then when you see me busting my, you know, this one here, busting my knuckle off the fender and I'm just throwing the freaking wrench across the room, <laughs> there's, there's a, you know, there's, there's a connection point. I'm there. hoping that people see there's yeah. like, look, I suck at this. Yeah. And, and so that, that sharing that, like let people kind of follow what I'm doing. But eventually uh, when I'd be making these long uh, diatribes and showing you these technical products, a lot of it's hard to figure out where to buy. And not everybody's as fortunate as I've been in my finance career where I could buy you know, 17 buckets and figure out which is the right one and throw mm-hmm. the other 16 away. Right. You know, and or return or, you know, give them away to somebody else. Or uh, I can't tell you many darn microfiber towels I've bought in my <laughs> life, you know, more than any human, you so know, guilty. should ever buy. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, to find the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I'm sharing it in the videos, people were like, well, put links just tell me where to buy it. And it's just, I'm like, I don't want to do that. I got a job. I got a family. I've got too much to do. <laughs> and so I made a website just purely out of my tendency to want to be right. Yeah. And so I made obsessgarage.com. I wanted to call it that's junk.com because the irony of it, I, don't, I only buy high end stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's junk.com I couldn't get. And so Obsessed Garage was my, thank goodness, was my second choice. And uh, so I made the website just to create links for all these things like my garden hose and my pressure washer and the quick disconnects and the detail spray and everything that I was using. And so I built the site for that, and it just continued to gain all this traction. Dan, this is you, just so we're clear. This, I mean, it's pretty close sometimes. Verbatim. Like, I mean, Dan, Dan <laughs> goes on all the time and level. tells all our friends, like, this is the next this product I saw. If it, if it from TVs to – well, what wonderful. I learned was that I I had the site, and then I got more emails <laughs> because to like build the pressure washer package that I have, there's like twelve different products, mm-hmm. and people like couldn't figure out how to buy it. That's the same one Doug has, I believe now, thanks to you. Yeah, I think. yeah. yeah. the one that they were using wrong, and you know, they're using standing up. I had to go teach them. That. <laughs> obviously, obviously, John and John, they don't watch my videos like they should. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, John, what you're, are you doing? You're supposed to lay Running it on a its business back, or something? Not, not stand it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that I learned that you know, man, th- th- this is just creating even a bigger problem. So sure. the problem that I solved created a bigger problem, and so I came to the conclusion that what if I could package this stuff? What if I could buy all the stuff from all these places at wholesale uh-huh. pricing in quantity, and then put it together? Like I'll put the Teflon tape, and we'll screw it together so that you know idiots don't mess it up yeah and they stop freaking emailing me yeah. <laughs> like just leave me alone so i wanted all these friends and now i got all these friends and i don't Go really don't want away. them yeah. so all of these responses were serious so that it was it was something that i wanted to exist so yeah. i wish i could have just clicked mm-hmm. the button and bought yeah. the thing 
And so I bought, I remember I Society bought. Society wants it so easy. These so there days, are Italian yeah. fittings, an American inlet hose, a German pressure washer, Swiss-made gun and wand for this pressure washer. And I added it up. It came to 1600 bucks. I'm like, oh, crap. No one's going to buy this thing. I'm like, well, let me just try it. Worst case scenario, I could sell it to my to Doug. Yeah, you know, I could buy anything. I could sell yeah. it to my to my well-off Porsche buddies, <laughs> yeah. right? And 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 so yep. I bought I bought 15 guns, 15 wands, 15 sets of quick disconnects, and I reserved five pressure washers, and uh, and I made 13 videos of every part and piece. I lost, I think I had 70,000 subscribers. I lost 5,000 subscribers overnight because they're like, oh, this guy's jumped a shark. Because I, I made a three-minute video about a quick disconnect. They're like, this is freaking stupid. Why would anybody <laughs> want to watch that? you own it. And, yeah. then you, and you wanted to know you, about exactly. the darn quick disconnect. Yeah, so yeah. We, you, you get yes, it. Yes, totally get it. And so I, I, so I lost all these subscribers. I'm like, oh, I screwed up. And I wasted you know six or $7,000 on whatever, all the stuff I bought. And, but I had hundreds of emails in my inbox saying, when you launch it, I want it. And so that first month, I think I thought we'll sell like $45,000 worth of pressure washers. <laughs> and then the vision for longer term was to, if you want to wash the car the way I wash, here's the, here's the package. If you want to do the wheels the way I do it, here's the package. Here's how I do the interior. Here's how I, here's the microfiber towel package. Sure. Here's the pressure washer. Here's a custom version of the pressure washer. And now I think we'll do 10 million <laughs> sales this year wow. out of just, so I had to quit my job, became such an inconvenience. Actually, uh, that's a longer story. I got fired from that job, but um, <laughs> like not a job. Like I had like a like a real practice. Yeah. Like I was a, yeah. you know, a professional. Sure. And uh, and so my job became such an inconvenience that I was walked out the door, and it's the best. I don't know anything thing about that. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and we come back. I want to go deeper into that. Like I said, well, parts of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. We spend an average of eight hours and forty-one minutes a day facing screens. Laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. For people who love cars. And we're back. We're just talking about uh, job changes and the inconvenience they can be to our hobbies, <laughs> yeah. which become our jobs. I don't that that word hobby makes me cringe. This, like yeah. hobby isn't like kind of like an insult, right? Do it you is. Feel it really like it's is. A personal yeah. attack. We we do. I totally understand that. Cause yeah. They're like, oh, I love your podcast. It's a fun hobby. I'm like, you. It takes more time than my full time job. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do hobbies. I do obsessions. Yes, you know, passion. You know, chase chase the. We'll officially change that. Yeah, Rain City Supercars is definitely an obsession. Yeah, there you go. You know, an accidental obsession, but we'll take it. Yeah. So I mean, you started in the financial world, and you were trying to work to run both, both paths, and and it just you the the, the obsessed garage side of it sort of took over. Yeah, I mean that was never it was never like my game plan. Like I'm going to start making some videos, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm uh, going to be a YouTuber. For, first, I'm going to journal on Renlist, and then I'm going to start making videos, and then the videos are going to turn into a website, and the website's going to turn into a, a t-shirt brand, and then that, that's going to turn into me selling all these products that I love. Really, it became an excuse for me to buy more stuff and have UPS show up with more cool stuff. <laughs> and then get I to know UPS guy by their first name. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was like the, the the problem kept getting bigger and bigger, and I kept solving it to get rid of it, and it got bigger and bigger. Even to this day, the problem keeps getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And now I have you know 14 employees and a you wow. Know, yeah, I left my career June of last year, so it's, it hasn't been very long. Okay. So it's been this this you know, sort of really. 
like euphoric experience. It's been fantastic, but also really unexpected and not planned. I yeah. wish I wish I was smart enough. Like if you told me today, knowing what I know now, to go recreate it, it, it would never. Oh work. yeah, totally. Yeah, I could never do boat. it. We'd all love to sit down and you know journal that out and be like, "This is what's going to happen to me. I'm going yeah, to be. I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to quit my job, and then yeah, 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 yeah. That would I would never be able to to make that happen. It's. I mean, but it, you you did. You took a you took a passion and you really turned it into something that you can that you really enjoy doing every day, even in your in your mindset. So one of the things I think that you mentioned about work, I think one of the misconceptions is that, you know, especially for younger generations, is that you find your passion. And you don't, but but the work part, like I work way more now oh, yeah. than I yep. did when I, you know, when I when I actually worked. You oh, know, oh so. that oh that that adage of you know find what do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life is bullshit. <laughs> That's all you do is work when you find something you love. Yeah, and and so I have to. And I never understood understood workaholism, and so I have to. Like my wife has a has a pass to come at, at any any moment to say look. You need to shut it down. Mm-hmm. You need to you need to be present. You need to you need to close 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 down shop, and and you know stop shopping on you know um, IND for BMW parts and you know and sh- start it's shopping tough. for the next yeah. you know the next detail spray or whatever <laughs> or car wax that you're interested in. You need to you need to come back to reality. And then I start thinking, well, shoot, you know, the desks that that are uh, that exist are junk, and I need to start selling desks <laughs> because people like try to find information about a gosh darn desk. I mean, I could change that that environment too by teaching people about. You're it. creating your own chaos. Uh, yeah, yeah, bigger, bigger problems. So now yeah. I'm thinking, well, man, how many products could I do this with? Sure. And so I bought some other URLs. Stuff like that, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because I was looking out in the audience and, I'm, and everybody's just nodding their head because we have Adam from Avance in here. It's like, you know, Avance started small and then now it's just just rapidly expanding. Bigger problems, right? <laughs> Bigger problems. Yeah, and then John with Metropolitan, of course, same thing. Like, they just keep growing and growing and going. It, it's a great problem to have, but it's so much work. And it's a different kind of uh, work stress. It's almost worse for me in a way because it's uh, – like when you're doing this kind of stuff, I, I have so much personally invested into the brand that it's like I don't want Rain City Supercars to look bad. I don't want Avance to look bad. I don't want my sponsors to be unhappy. It's like I want all those people to like what I do because I believe in them and I want them to believe in me. It's hard. So one of the things that's been really important for me has been I have a coach um, and I pay that. It, it would be as think numbers-wise as if you were paying a, a decently paid employee. Uh-huh. So I have a full-time coach that we we meet um, uh, an hour and a half, twice a month. Uh, and uh, and so that coach helps keep me grounded on blind spots. Uh, and, and, and one of those blind spots for me is I always tend to live in the destination, right? So I'm always living in the future. What car uh, do I want? And then I'm like catching up to that car and I get the car, but I, I never, never, I never even received it, you know, mentally because I'm on to the next car. Yeah. So it's always this destination living and you're smiling because, you know, we can, no, we can we're all kind of smiling all because that's him to a T. So, but so yeah. that living in the destination. So do you feel like, like you believe that everybody knows what is in your head with this podcast? Like everybody knows and you feel like I, like I feel like everyone's going to find me out because they already know. Mm-hmm. They already know what Obsessed Garage is going to be. So I got to get it done right now because somebody's <laughs> going to figure it out that they, that they know what I'm thinking. And so I put this this pressure on myself of this 
uh, you know, this destination that I've created that, by the way, the destination always gets there quicker than I ever anticipated. And I wish I could just enjoy the darn ride. And so having a coach has really changed my, you know, perception of life and enjoying the the process instead of always living 40 years in the future. Have you heard our tagline for the show? Uh -uh, Don't just get there. Enjoy the drive. Yeah. (laughs) That's hard to do, especially for certain types, you know, certain obsessive types. Yeah. I pulled it out of my ass one night when we were talking about it, and it was because it's always been my biggest struggle is it these guys will tell you with cars i I buy one and immediately like already planning i'm not planning the mods i'm planning what has the return on the car that i will get the most out of to enjoy it while i have it until i get the next car yeah i tend to go through like a two-year cycle because i want to change things up i want and i don't have any brand loyalty at all like i've had my last car was a z06 i had a gtr before c63 and a gtr like none of them are alike i mean they're all different yeah. manufacturers they'll drive different i mean th- that's rare yeah yeah and so I'm, I, and it's not because i'm forever searching for the perfect car i just want to experience everything don't worry he's on the dark side now he just bought a porsche i do i have a turbo <laughs> s now yeah. but, but that's a yeah. good that's a good way to live um you know in in experiencing see i i've been I've been more focused on like, like I, I don't want to veer from certain path, you know, BMW, Porsche, you know, so it's Honda. So I, I believe in this car progression, right? Yeah. So you progress. And if you skip too many steps, then you may not, you know, you, you can't, you can't buy a GD3 RS and then go buy a S2000, you know, <laughs> I mean, you can, but you're going to miss something oh, in you're the gonna process. Oh, you're going to miss a lot. I've had that's 2000. But <laughs> didn't you own an S2000? No, him. I've had three of them. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I that, tend yeah. to keep coming back to yeah. the same cars. Yeah. And uh, my last S2000 experience let me down because now I do have a GT3 RS. And yeah. so I thought I, you know, I should have left that car in the past. I bought one. I bought every JDM part I ever dreamt of. <laughs> Overnight in parts from Japan, Pan, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so I had JDM, yo. I had toe to headers and 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 uh, you know Tane suspension and spoon parts coming like you know just here's the credit card. Take and, it, uh, take it all. And I got every part and every supercharger and I built it all at once and I freaking hated it. <laughs> and I so I sold it like I uh, sold it almost immediately. Oh, I've definitely modded cars to death where I've been like, oh, that was way too much and now I don't like it anymore. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's been my latest bag is if I'm going to modify things, do it like OE+. plus. Mm-hmm. I've gone way too far, especially suspensions. That's where you can really mess the car. Yes, you end yeah. up with a remote, remote wet reservoir coil. You know, four-way adjustable. I don't even know what the adjustments do, but I want to. I want to pretend like I, you know, so need yeah, them. rebound compression, toe in toe out. But you want it. Plates, you, know, you think you want like, it. You yeah, because the it. camber plate looks sick. Yeah, right and on you, top of the strut tower. You're like, that looks awesome. You're yeah. like, I am running at street setup. And yeah, just pretty much right where they were stuck. Yeah, yeah. and now it rides like crap. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's. The story of my freaking life. Yeah, <laughs> that was my RX-7 to a T. You can yeah. mod a car too much. That's one. Buying an RX-7 is modding it too much, and two, doing anything to it is modding it even worse. Yeah. But yeah. So the whole destination thing is something that I'm I've gotten much better at. So this whole life-changing experience for me, and 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 this, you know, this kind of I don't know if it's divine it's more living or in the what, moment, but yeah, it's 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 enjoying the process. Uh, and, and, and also it's allowed me to step back and let others contribute, uh, whether it's showing up to Seattle and, and inviting people to come, or it's, uh, I've like, I've like invited people over to help like paint correct my car and which I would have never done before. Cause I didn't think anybody could do it as good as me. Well, I just learned that I just didn't have the right friends, you know, I didn't have the right <laughs> people around me. Yeah. And so I've, I, and it's, it's come back to bite me some cause one of my fears was if like, if you ask me to come help you move, 
Yeah. I'll show up with a dolly and uh, and you know packing material, and I'll help you for the entire weekend, 25 hours. I don't want a penny. But I would never ask you to come help me because then I owe you something. Yep. Totally so understand that. So there's 100%. this there's this fear that I've always had that man, if I invite people in, that that then I'm going to owe them something. And and sure enough, some people do believe that. I mean, that has come back to bite me or something. But the fruit of it is I've just I've made up stuff for people to come and do. Hey, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go here. And so that invitation is me, you know, the validation. You're validating me by showing up, and I'm validating you by inviting. And I have a cool garage and cool cars and cool toys, and now it's exponentially growing because this is what I do now. And so I've learned that, that you know, that, that the hospitality of enjoying the moment and inviting people in, I just keep saying this, the theme has changed my life. That's great. I, yeah. I went from complete obscurity to now I'm freaking here in Seattle, a driver's club. I don't even know how that happened. <laughs> it's crazy, crazy it, to me. It's funny because, you know, when you get in the automotive community, I, I was speaking with one of our past guests this weekend at Radwood, and he said, you know, he says, I don't want to be known for the cars I own. I want to be known that I'm a car guy because I just want to be known mm-hmm. that, that somebody wants to come and hang out with me, not because of, you know, I have a, an M1 or, 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 you know, some of the most nice collectible BMWs in the world. He says, I just want to be known that people, I want to show my collection because people want to, I'm a car guy. And it's like, you sure don't want anything in, retur- in return. You just, you, you're doing something for them, like you said, by letting them in. It's a contribution there, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 yeah, and that's tricky. And uh, what I found, um, that's what I was always so fascinated with, with our friend Doug. You know, he's always, like, if you ask him something, he'll tell you, mm-hmm. you know, and he has this amazing facility and like, you know, like he's, he's told us what the, you know, the key holder thing cost. I mean, it, to me, you know, cost is always a number. It's, it's not like, it's not like a personal thing. Sure. It's just that this is what it costs and it'd be nice to know. So if I wanted to buy one. And so there's a, there's a certain graciousness that I think it's left behind with a lot of people that have cool stuff. Uh, because of that fear that that you know you're going to get attacked for being too successful or Why having you pay that for a key thing? too much yeah. and yeah. and I, that's a large that's a large thing that I gave up because I used to hide that I had a 911 I yeah. didn't want I didn't want my clients learning that I had a 911 because they might think I'm um, I don't know what they would think but I was afraid of that so there was there was a there was a financial mat and then there was a mat mat and when I realized that there's only really one mat that even the people who I was putting on the show for they really knew they knew who yeah. I was anyway so why am I faking it? And now that when I, when I stopped faking it, there's just the exponential fruit from that, both you know, the, the dollars come, the sales come, the business is created, the brand, people show up into your life, the friends come, everything comes when you give up all that junk that I was hanging on to. Well, you are absolutely correct in the fact of, of people judging you. Like I grew up, my dad's been a CFP since I was before I was born and mm-hmm. you know, we've had, he's had all types of BMWs and Maseratis and stuff like that. And we have had clients that have looked at us and said, well, you're driving that. That means mean you're charging you're me. You're charging me too much. You're charging yeah. me too much, and I'm paying for that, and I'm not going to pay for that. And it's like you, they don't realize that your time and effort and, and what you do for them is Expertise, the reason. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, It's worth something. So yeah, and and when you you know, and when you give up, when you when you, you won't attract that type of person that would even see that. Yeah. Uh, and so care. that's what I started to learn. And I actually yep. started to gain a, a significant amount of success in my financial business when I let go. Um, I just had to stop doing things that I was faking it, like doing things like wine tastings. And I don't drink wine. I don't golf, but I was hosting golf <laughs> lessons. Just total, it was like there was this fake persona. That's where persona. business is done on the golf course. Come it's on. bull crap. It's stupid. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. Right. And I like so, golf. <laughs> right. Where, whereas when I gave all that up and just said, here's me. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm obsessed. 
I even told people, stop calling me, clients. Don't freaking call me. I said, trust me. I've worried about it infinitely more than you could ever worry about it. I've been thinking about the next 40 years of your life every second of the last, ever since we, you walked in the door in my office. And guess what happened? The phone stopped ringing. People stopped calling me. Huh. And, and yet, and, and then re- the returns got better because they stopped messing with it. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> I do I, what and, I say. Yeah. But that's me. That's yeah. something I'd say. Don't, bro, don't freaking call me. <laughs> I've got this. I'm insane. Like literally <laughs> insane. So you don't need to worry about it. I am, I'm worried about it for all of us in this room times 10. <laughs> sure. And so when I gave up that whole, you know, here's, here's the, here's the, the business me and then the casual me yeah. and just do me. And then it's happened. And I do the same thing with, with obsessed garage now. It's just, I'm just doing me. Like, look, that freaking wax sucks, but this one's pretty good. I don't care if John likes that wax. I don't like it. <laughs> if I didn't say that, then you know you might not believe me. You know, it's fine. I had a I had a conversation with uh, somebody who does a bunch of digital marketing a while ago, and one of the in- most interesting things they said is social media as we know it is dying because people are so desperate for authenticity. So when they find it, they latch onto it so yeah. hard. And so, like, you see all these, uh, look at my new, you know, whatever, hair product, weight loss shake, cleanse, whatever MLM crap they're selling to excuse their lonely existence. But when they find somebody who's authentic, who's like, this is what I believe in, you can tell. And you can really tell. And yep. people want that. They're desperate for it because there's so much fake, just garbage selling, this company paid me whatever to say mm-hmm. this, that people aren't falling for it anymore. The new generation is a lot more wise to that. And so they're desperately trying to find people to fill those shoes. It really latches on. It's, it's a good thing, in my opinion. But um, to lighten this up a little bit, because I've been dying to know, is what has been your, I can't say favorite, because it's always an impossible question. I don't mean car. What has been your, your project that you've done that has really given you the most personal return or a few of them? Um, the, pre- the pressure washer thing is a really cool example, because it was like you were testing and trying, and then you found out people wanted it as much as you wanted to do it. Yeah, um, every car project you know, I've worked on is always uh, always kind of been fulfilling for me uh-huh. um like uh for instance i bought a bmw 1m yeah and um i've always been a fan of the 1m but i never really wanted to own it like for long term yeah, totally i'm it. an m3 guy you know the the, the three series is just that's my bag okay uh and and so, but i wanted to just like i've always wanted to own an m5 but i just bought so i don't i probably won't have that m5 for a long time the three is my that's yeah. my my size and style and so I bought a, a, a 1M, and <laughs> you can relate to this. So I bought the thing. Um, uh, I didn't test drive it. I didn't drive it. It was a guy that I knew, a buddy of mine, um, and I just assumed the car was vetted. But that was a stupid assumption because nobody's as crazy as I am, right? <laughs> and so I got the car under the guise that, well, I'll get a write-off this year, and then I'll just sell it early next year. And I'll, you know, I'll detail it and do the thing. And so I drove the car. I'm like, this thing freaking sucks. I hate that. I just don't like how it's set up. And I'm like, well, maybe change this and change that. And then put a new intake. And, and then, so it begins. So so yeah. third, next thing I know, I got R101 lightweight HREs and they're like $12,000. And I got Brembo GT, you know, 380 front, 365 rear. And uh, and then, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm changing interior panels to new panels and overnighting parts from Germany. And uh, you know, took the whole exhaust off. And, and, uh, and so... That car, I decided I was going to raffle or, or give away legally. I didn't say raffle. You got to get a giveaway. <laughs> I'm not giving away jack. Right. I'm trying to raise enough money to I don't lose my shirt on this car. <laughs> and so uh, at first, I, I decided to do the giveaway before 
I had really vetted this car. And so I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to give away this car that I think sucks. And so I had this project that I didn't have a choice, but to the, the choice would have been just give it away as is. And it would have been, you know, whoever got it would probably have been fine with yeah. it. But that wasn't acceptable to me. And so it has I, to meet your standards if it's coming from obsessed garage. Right. And so I want it to be the car that I want. Like mm-hmm. if I was going to keep it for the next 15 years, which mm-hmm. will never happen with a car, but let's, let's say two <laughs> years. Two years would be a long time in, in car years. Yeah. So in car guy, car years. So the the I, I really am proud of how the car turned out at the end i'm still not quite there i still have more parts coming um <laughs> and I, i'm giving away the car in a few weeks uh, but but that's been a, a project that uh, now i really enjoy driving the car i'm like shoot maybe i should keep this darn thing i just give the people money and keep hey, it look myself. i won my own raffle look at that <laughs> <laughs> giveaway well no but he, matt was talking about it earlier there's a lot of people out there in the youtube area and, and places they, they give away cars that it, it's crap they're they're just they're not built. Well, a lot of them are young and they just don't freaking know anything. You know, I'm yeah. 40 years old. You don't know what so, you don't know. Yeah, and I've I've screwed it up every way possible, you know. And so now I have I have a little bit of knowledge that 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 you don't have when you're 22, even if you think you do. But you also have the pride in knowing that when you give that car away, it's going to represent you and it's going to last. And and, and it's f- both fortunate and unfortunate. I have a different standard. You know, I probably have a different standard for paint than you or most people, except for maybe John in this room and Dave. <laughs> so most people don't have a standard for what the condition of the paint should be yeah. like like I would. And that's that's a blessing and a curse. Yep. You know, because I, I, I can't enjoy the process, the ownership process, uh, the ownership experience as much as as most people do. And so the byproduct of that is whoever gets my car, it's probably going to be two or three steps above what their standard is. And I, I didn't want to give something away that wasn't to my standard, and I feel good about it. Are you, you going to have the problem of the fact if you give it away and that person doesn't take care of it? Is that is that going to no, affect you? No, I'm a, I'm a big sunk cost guy. Once it's once it's dead to me, it's dead to me. Fair enough. Like, uh, you know, people are like, like, I don't have any kind of nostalgia about anything. I don't have any keepsakes. I don't have any jewel. I don't have anything. As soon as I'm done with it, it's dead to me, and it doesn't. My GT350 went to my buddy Adam, who rags the thing out and doesn't wash the car right, and people are like, oh, are you so worried that, that Adam got the car? I'm like, I don't freaking care. It's dead to me. Once he wrote me the check, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> so the 1M will be the same thing. You know, Once the car's gone, it's usually a few weeks before I decide to sell it or a few months before. I'm like, well, it's not mine, so whatever. Whatever you want to do, you can go do. You can go drive off a cliff for all I care. So that that is a that is a really good um, bad for friends. Yeah, because you know friends will come and go out of my life, and I don't freaking care. But good for cars. I'm so much the opposite. Like when I sold my Dynan, I, I, I still talk to the kid. I'm like, "How's it doing? Are you doing this? Are you doing this?" He's like, "Yes." I was like, "You could tell me to go away." He's like, "No, you're reminding me to do things I need to do." Like, so. the only car I've ever cared about that I sold was my Cruiser. I, mean, I sold it to Davis, which yeah. a good friend of ours bought this '99 Land Cruiser I mm-hmm. built, and I did everything that I ever wanted to do to this thing. Some of it I turned out I wouldn't probably do again, but at the same time, like. I was so glad it went to somebody who was going to take care of it and use yeah. it because I never bought it to stay pretty. I bought it to like, will it fit through there? Probably. <laughs> yep, it fits. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have a nostalgia gene in me at all. You know, other than maybe I, you know, I, I feel like I'm a Porsche GT guy, and God willing, I'll always have a, you know, a GT car in my garage of some sort. I almost bought a Sapphire Blue GT from our friends at Dundon Motorsports over here, and yeah. it was a little bit at the time just a hair out of my price range, and I wanted to go with more of a Grand Tour, so I got the Turbo. But mm-hmm. I love that color, and I love that car. Yeah, it's such a great car. Yeah, 
They put some they put some uh, some hard miles on that sucker though, man. Yeah, <laughs> they did. I mean, I don't mind a car that's been driven hard as long as it's priced right, and I have all the records showing what they did to it. Yeah, like it, that's one of those cars that can be driven hard as long as you take care of it. It'll yep. take it. Yep. And so they were very very upfront with like, this is how we've driven it. This is what we've done. This is what we haven't yeah, done. Yeah. So I was like, no problem. That's that's a different story when you've got all that history behind it. So, mm. but yeah, they do drive them. So you ended up with a turbo instead. Yeah, fourteen turbo S. Okay. I wanted a Grand Tourer though. Really, I mean, that was why I got a turbo over uh-huh. a GT. As I want, I I'm going to Jackson Hole. So 14 was kind of a tweener year. Is it a 991 or a 997? 991. Okay. Yeah. So yes, because there I think there were some 997s that's sprinkled yes, into, into 2014. 2014. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's cool. That's such a great car. It's a great car around a town like this. You know, you look like a doctor driving around. <laughs> it's nobody notices it here. I love it. Yeah. Like I had, I went my Z06 before this was 3LT Z07 package. Like that yeah. thing got 10 times the attention this thing does. People huh. who don't know cars here, there's so many Porsches here. They're just like, it's just another white Porsche. Yeah. It just blends right in. And I they like assume so it's a Bellevue house mother. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Just a spoiled housewife going to exactly. Kirkland on my, get my I don't know about you. I don't buy cars for other people. No, not at all. Yeah. You know, I know that's hard to believe, but you know, I'm not buying, with you, actually, at I, all. I'm buying a car for me. You know, and and it's part of again part of my curse. This you can see the interpersonal relationships is the hard part. Yep. In that I don't freaking care what you think. Yeah. You know, I almost bought a cabriolet. Everybody's gonna hang me for that one. But I was like, I'm <laughs> doing road trips down to like Zion and Yellowstone. Like I want to enjoy the view and the yeah. air. Yeah, I could see that in you for sure. In the in the you know an hour that we'd known each other, that you wouldn't. Yeah, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. What about cleanliness in you in cars? <laughs> Uh, as OCD as you, I mean, and, oh, he's really? pa- and he's passed it down to me. It's like Dan's the type of person he's so it's meticulous. It's the fact that you know, you know, when Dan gets done with a, with a drive, the car is cleaned. If in, unless it, you know the, the weather says it, it might rain and things like that, but uh-huh. I've seen him wash a car in the rain. I usually wash it in the rain if I come mm-hmm. home in the rain because yeah, it's, it's not bad. It's yeah. easier to dry. It's easier to rinse it off. So yeah. I, I wash it in the rain, then I move it in the garage and dry it off. Yeah, back when I was in shape, I used to like wash in the rain. You take shirt off, put swimming swimsuit on. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm making my way downtown. Well, it's freezing here when it rains. <laughs> now it. I'm on camera too. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> oh, that should just up it. Come on. Yeah. No. yeah. Start no. your Patreon. A white. I can't get the white. Ba- I'm too white, so it blows out the. You know, I have to be on like F22. Is he, for is he wearing a shirt or not? Uh, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. No. It's. I mean. I think I've always come to the point where it's like you, you're, you're, you're spending that money on, on would it be a car, be it a house or whatever, and it's taking care of it and, and, and taking the life of the value and pushing it out. And so I found that as I've gotten older, though, I've been a little, although still very meticulous, I like to care for the things I have. It doesn't mean as much to me. Both my house, my cars, my possessions, things don't mean as much to me. Maybe it's because, you know, as you get older, you hopefully amass a little bit more money and the money doesn't matter as much or I'm not as extended or I'm not extended like I was. Like when I bought my, in 2010, I bought my E92 M3 and I had a $1,200 a month payment and I'm probably making 75000 bucks. Yep. You know, and that's, you know, if something happens to that thing, I'm freaking screwed. <laughs> you know, and so I didn't want to take it anywhere. I didn't want anybody to get near it. And it became, it was just so important important to me that that I was so afraid of owning it takes the fun out of it too yeah yeah, yeah it took a lot of the fun and so and, and same thing with our first house and you know, I paid paid for the house and you know had a mortgage in the house I didn't want anybody to come over because I didn't want them to wear shoes in the house kind of thing and so I've, I've you know kids will help with that you know they'll li- li- <laughs> yeah. loosen up a little <laughs> they bit. live there you can't do anything about it yeah yeah <laughs> but it's hard you know it's hard to and another thing that really helped me was the very fo- first Smokies GT event I had my my Sapphire Blue GT3 and I wanted to ride 
ride with the group bumper to bumper more than I worried about the rock chips. And so that was almost like a like a um, an indoctrination into uh, let it go, bro, you know, kind of chill out a little <laughs> yep. bit because it, there was nothing I could do. It was like rock pelt city from start to finish. There's nothing I could do about it. Yep. I usually replace a windshield on my cars almost every year. And it's, I'm mm-hmm. doing, I did 36, 37,000 miles on my Z06 in two years, bought it new, uh-huh. 37,000 miles on it, lost a ton of money on it. Because oh Lord, it's a if you bought it new. Well, well I got it with a really good discount because of the Microsoft thing in here, but it was yeah. still obviously not enough to cover any kind of Corvette depreciation, which is a whole nother level. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm looking at a Z06 my next car because i have strong opinions about corvettes but i don't have any those opinions are based on nothing i've never owned one i've only driven one once uh, yeah it's uh so i'm I'm gonna do a different kind of beast (laughs) so yeah but i had a a ride it wants to kill you consistently a lot yeah yeah it's really fun in that way that which i'm looking forward i'm gonna get a sequence corvette logo shirt like with sequences and get i can see that I mean, yeah, that's going to match your eyes. The only problem is they're all made, like, in girl sizes, and I'm a little too chubby to squeeze into that, you know, so. Yeah, I'm sure there's one out there. Have you seen Corvette owners? <laughs> that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> the arms are a little too small, though. Just because yeah. the shirt doesn't fit doesn't mean they don't wear it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, you got to get the jorts and then the, the But make sure you cover the whole engine compartment in plastic that matches the outside of the car. i got to get some mirrors for under it so you can see the nothing oh, underneath yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, for the car shows. stick-on parts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go buy a trophy that says first place, you know. <laughs> Put, put, use hey, it to prop hey, the hood humble. open. Get a second place trophy. I, I won the three oh of those. God, that was funny. <laughs> the first one, I just I went to a Corvette show when I first got it, and I showed up, and I didn't. I wasn't going to even go in the show. I was going to park outside and walk through, and they waved me in to park in the show. Yeah. And then I won a first place trophy for like for dealer's what? choice, and I was like, my car is bone stock, and I just parked it here. Yeah, like what are like, the trophies? I, mean, I don't understand why you need a tr- – what does a trophy have to do with a car anyway? I don't, it it's like I just wanted to park. Guys. We went to just look, and, I got and they gave him a trophy. Yeah. yeah. So. You have that on your mantle at home? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think it's in the garage somewhere in a cupboard. The worst part was there was a, a, a an almost identical Z06 convertible there that had been owned by a couple a – com- a very older couple, and they were pissed that he won. Because, like, I mean, we drove in late. We're walking around, like I said, it's plastic parts. Everybody's in a matching chair sitting next to their Corvette in a matching chair with their wife. It's just... So you can see where all my opinions come from. Oh, yeah. They're justified. (laughs) I'll tell you what, what I'm deathly afraid of is that I absolutely love it. It is a ride. That is what I'm most afraid of is that I absolutely love it and then I turn into one of these people. I am getting up in age. My hairline's receding. You know, it's starting to happen. So I'll tell you, it, it was, it's the most exciting car I've ever owned and ever driven for that matter. It doesn't mean it's the best by any means, but as far as exciting goes, like you're like you're well, 60 miles an hour through a corner. You're like, you know what? I want it to step out now. No problem. It's just going to do it. I'm going to start. And it's going to be nice and controlled. That's, and my, next, for that's it. my next car when the 1M goes and I'm getting a, a, a 3. The, the other thing that makes annoys me so much, I don't know why I have no problems with BMW's abbreviations like ZCP <laughs> and uh, E92, but I can't even keep it straight. So it's 3LZ, um, Z07 package. On a Z06. On a Z06 that has an LT4. Yep. I can't even freaking keep it straight. It's so stupid. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, at least the numbers mean something in a weird way, but yeah, it's Yeah, that's what's gonna be hard for me to get over. But I don't know. So I'm probably gonna make more enemies than friends. So this is a really bad idea. I should just <laughs> stick to Porsche. I I grew up in a BMW family. Like my father had a nine bought a a, a BMW nineteen five eighty uh five thirty five I uh-huh. that had hundred and eighty five horsepower. But I remember when BMWs came in three series, five series, seven and an eight. And now I feel like at, there's every and a 330 was a 3.0 straight six. Yes. And 
Yeah. But I mean, it's like now it's yeah. it's, it's it's X ones, X twos, Z threes. Now this this Toyota slash Z four thing, and it's it's <laughs> it's so complicated just because for profits. Yeah. So I got to give up that because BMW does it too, and so does Porsche. But I don't know why I hate Chevy for it. I just get so <laughs> angry. I'm on the darn website trying to configure this car. I'm like, what do all these stupid letters mean? <laughs> It's just, just because I'm unfamiliar. What, just let me check the boxes of the things I want. The biggest problem I have with Chevy is, and, and this is a microcosm of the entire community. Uh, See, so w- one of the things I love most about Porsche or BMW is the community. Mm-hmm. And it aligns with sort of the way, like, like there's the BMWs, like for aftermarket parts, there are, there's EAS tuning and there's uh, Precision Motorsports in, in, uh, in Orlando and there's, um, there's IND in Chicago that have built beautiful websites. And so yep. it's consistent with the brand. And then with, you know, Porsche, you have Dundon here in town and you have, um, you know, different, um, you have uh, Renline yeah. and you have have um, GMG and you have Sharkworks and so you have this great aftermarket support uh, and then they they actually spend money and build a website you can go and do research and things like that but in the Corvette community the forum is a heaping pile of garbage there's no useful information there uh, and all there is is like 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 uh, car covers and you know and, and chrome everywhere uh, and then you go to like the aftermarket sites and like they don't even take like pictures of the products they make like I'm looking at cams and it's just like a like a Google image of a cam. <laughs> they just copy and pasted yeah. some guy and, named Cam. And like they copy and pasted from the manufacturer, like cane cram cams or whatever. They don't even write like the, yeah. there's like no effort whatsoever <laughs> in the entire community Isn't that for a VTEC. And yet yeah. people buy it. And so that's <laughs> what I'm going to have such a hard time with is that you know so there, there's no forum, there's no the community is just. There's just so many more of them. It could be great. Yeah. That's another business I should make is a darn Corvette, you know, aftermarket, you know, a retail business. That'd be where a you, lot of lot of parts. Well, you <laughs> yeah, but you teach people how it actually freaking looks, what it looks like. Take a picture, make a video, write a description. It's a simple formula. Yeah. KTEC's probably who you want to go to. I was on that site. And it freaking sucks. No, 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 to talk to you directly, their site is terrible, but they're yeah. the most knowledgeable. But that's a microcosm of their shop must be a mess and their whole lives must be messes. <laughs> Build a freaking website. It takes a few weeks. <laughs> yes. So, there have anyway. been many times I'm like, I'm just going to volunteer to make a template. This is why me buying a Corvette is a bad idea. I'm going to have <laughs> death threats because <laughs> I want with that yeah, community. That community might kill you. <laughs> I want it to be a certain way. I want it to be like Porsche. Yeah. And, and that's where I think I'm going to be really let down. But I'm afraid I'm going to love the car. <laughs> I wish I still had mine for you to drive because it's. Uh, I don't want to drive it. I don't want to. I don't want to know. I'm just going to go in head first. Right. I'm gonna buy a hundred thousand star Corvette and either hate it or love it, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. That worked well on the on the BMW uh, M1, so you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, or BMW one M, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't <laughs> blaspheme yeah, here. Yeah, it's like you know, it's it's like using a jackhammer to make an ice cube out of it. That's what a Corvette's good at. Yeah, it'll get it done. It's gonna be great starting <laughs> it up in the driveway, rev on a couple times, turn it off. You know, <laughs> get that s- sounds. There's nothing better. Oh, there's, oh the sound is deafening. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, we're about due for our first break. Uh, our Actually, second, our second, second break. break. Yeah, yeah so uh, let's take a quick one, and we'll be right back. Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. And we're back. 
And we were talking about uh, more Corvettes and pressure washers. <laughs> I think, I, man, I think you've hit on something there. I think I really there needs to be a correction in the aftermarket world. So maybe that's the next step. And, you know, just what you need, another idea, right? Well, we'll see. I mean, if, if the Corvette <laughs> only lives a little while in my life, then, you know. Hey, it, it can live on making you money off of a website, too, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll <laughs> see how it goes. But it really is a simple formula. Take photos, write descriptions, make it videos. It seems easy. And it doesn't. I don't understand like why people if, don't get if it. If you're in, if your entire existence is based on retailing products around a certain thing, wouldn't you want to just make videos and talk about it all the time? I I, it's a demographics know. thing. It I mean, yeah. it's because I mean, the, sure. the most of the Corvette owners are still 40 and up, and that's on the younger side, and they just didn't grow up in that era and have no interest in it mm -hmm. because it just never c connected with them. I guess. But, but, but I mean, the, the isn't isn't like the average age on Facebook like 68 now or something like that? Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. we'll see. I mean, with the with not a the digital age that we're living in, like I just bought uh, skid plates for the Subaru, and the fact that and it came with a piece of paper with the instructions sucked, and I went on YouTube to f watch somebody's video doing it because <laughs> it it and I don't get why they send me a piece of paper that says go to the link we made you a video, just watch the video there because it's so much simpler than trying to yeah. you know and I had to learn how to read and it was it was a lot of work. <laughs> so. <laughs> Just, you know, you didn't use the Google thing to have it just read to you. God, I wish. No, yeah, please talk to me. Yeah, yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that you know the ownership experience goes on a, on a Corvette, and um, you know, I, I want to stop talking trash until I own it, and then I'm gonna talk all the trash I want because exactly. that was my freaking car. I owned it. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculousness. You know? That's what it is. That's how I would describe the ownership. I've had two. I had a C6 and a C7. The C6 was terrible. Um, it, it drove crazy. It was a lot of fun. But the C7 is just it's ridiculous. Yeah. So much dork. It's fun. But anyway, uh, yeah, I was laughing. Uh, YouTube videos. Have you ever tried to change the air filter on a 911 Turbo? <laughs> oh, yeah. Remove rear bumper. Yeah, you got to take and the bumper off. And spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> and but see, that's the great thing about watching his videos. Like he said, yes. it's not just people. Like It's not him going, oh, let me take the bumper off. You watch him crank on his hand and bleed and go, oh, wait a minute. Like, yeah. Well, my thesis was that, uh, and what I always wanted to, if I was going to change the bumper, mm -hmm. so forget the entertainment value. Most of the people that watch videos are watching for the entertainment of it. So I say, forget the entertainment. I'm not going to get that that those people. I, but if I was going to take the bumper off, I want to see the start to finish. Yeah. I don't want to see start and finish yep. You know, with some EDM drops in between. <laughs> get rid of the EDM <laughs> drops. That has nothing to do with anything. There's no drone needed for me to take the bumper bumper off of my car <laughs> right so no drones no edm i'm going to take the bumper off but i'm going to show you okay this screw got stuck uh oh there's the lamp, there's the bloody hand there's the blood hand yeah. and then oh i needed this tool i needed to go to the store and buy that tool uh, and i came back and so i want to know the whole process yeah. now the problem is if you just want to be entertained there's a lot of useless stuff in there and then what I learned is that while I'm doing all this, I'm talking about my life and my trials and tribulations, and that's where I think that's it's the in-betweens. Now, I don't know... I don't know, and I have a hard time editing myself because I think everything I say is important. Yeah, but <laughs> that's gold. No, seriously, I would want to. I would want to edit it all out. But yeah. I'm like, you know, I just don't know what's going to resonate with you or you or you. I just don't know what in between stuff is going to resonate. And so when I'm doing changing, you know, changing the filters on a car, yeah. the real fruit of it, I think, has been the in between stuff. You know, that, yeah, you, you, so for those who came to learn more about life and, and identify with some trial or tribulation I have going on, uh, then 
you know that that's where the real power and so that's why i why i've experienced that you know i'm probably never going to have big views and a, a huge subscribership but the people that are bought in will show up at seattle to come and hang out so. well i think that's important like you said there's so many install videos for people to do that and they and it, it start to finish and they they cut out steps and you're like well wait a minute how did you get okay how did the muffler drop down i i you know or you're show watching me where that and saying, man how did that guy do that so easily like yeah. i'm like on the uh, taking it off and putting it on seven <laughs> times and like no i want to i want to know that okay th- yeah that guy had the same issue i had and so now it's more useful or maybe they shipped you the wrong part or maybe they <laughs> were welded together every exhaust wrong. install yeah. ever yeah yeah <laughs> and bolt here and bolt here good to go it doesn't <laughs> it, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go right on and you know even and this is the funny part even like uh, cuz i i video technicians a lot of times like guys that do it for a living uh-huh. and like they're bending stuff out of the way and a lot of those guys don't want to be on camera because they're afraid that you there's a lot of this isn't like a finesse thing where they just magically know how to do it a lot of, they have to figure it out just like we do beating and the car. Like, yeah they're banging it with a rubber mallet or you know bending brackets out of the way and 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 so that's part of the deal. That's the real. There's no EDM in any of that. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the freaking changing the filter. EDM shouldn't be in anything. I was laughing. Yeah. It's like two thousand bucks to get the spark plug service done on my car, and it's because you're supposed to drop the motor and the turbos and the exhaust. Yeah. But anybody who's done that for does that for a living has made their own extension set to go mm. in and remove yep. everything. So yep. it takes like an hour. But they still charge the full two thousand because it took them that much time yeah. to figure it out. But it makes me laugh every time because it's it's like. Yeah, every and so if somebody makes a video of that that extension set, then even better. How about somebody sells that extension set? No kidding. Bingo. Now that guy has a business. Yeah. And none yeah. of those technicians want those videos on the internet because then they don't get the two thousand dollars. <laughs> and here's myself. And here's the lesson I learned is that even, let's say that making that that that's probably a advanced advanced example. But let's say that extension set was easy to make. Yeah. Or even if you could buy it from three different places, people don't even want to do that. Yeah. They just want to click, send it to me, and and my type of customer doesn't care what it costs. You know, they yeah. just say, look, you know, as long as you're not ripping me off, you know, I'm, I'm I'm in, and make make that make it make it easy for me. One click. That's my rub with the Corvette community is that there is no such thing as one click. You got to call them. And then, of course, they don't answer the phone because they're too busy making stuff. So their answer machine tape is full. Yeah. It's the Corvette community. Yeah. Tape. <laughs> tape it's being Corvette the Corvette community. Exactly. They still have a landlock. Like, dear Lord. Just, <laughs> you know, you would you would cut out like 90%. I got to stop talking about that. I'm gonna, no, you're fine. I'm going to alienate every uh, Trust every me, Corvette. we've said some things on here. Ask Dan about his opinion on stanced. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to beat myself. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so or a family-friendly show. Yeah, so the Corvette is the next the next project. I, I think mean, so, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just it's one of those things that I really don't want. Um, like, I, I, didn't, I bought a GT350. I didn't really want a GT350. Um, I didn't want a Mustang. I've never – I didn't grow up a Mustang guy. Um, my dad had a 66 GTO and that kind of made me a car guy, but I never really had American car aspirations. I always had, uh, a Honda, VW, BMW, that normal, that, that side of the progression. Um, and so I took, I took on the NA side of the progression. So I, I, I skipped the Evo WRX progressive, progressive side and went all NA, you know, and so I, I, (laughs) I appreciate the handling the natural at and the high revving, yeah. you know, make an excuse for why your car is slow. You know, <laughs> it, you know, that, that's always been my, my bag. And so I never got into the, you know, the uh, high torque, you know, you know, the lower compression, big monster, you know, monster V8s. It just never, 
it was never my thing. And from what I remember, there was quite a story around that that car, like as far as acquiring it, correct? Which one? The the Mustang. Like it wasn't it wasn't a simple. Um, well, no, it was just that I was trading in an F80 M3 for a GT350, right, okay. which is like you know very yeah. taboo. Like, why would you do that? And so, <laughs> so you know, why would you? I understand. Why, I mean, yeah. You know, why would you trade uh, you know, a refined German for a crowd killer? You know, bull, bull <laughs> crap. And that brings up a really good question. How do you deal with that? There's so many of these keyboard idiots that are out there. Just on YouTube. Um, I'm like bug repellent for most of it ah. uh, because I'm making 45 minute long videos of me talking about you know, and hopefully intelligent things. Yeah. Uh, There's always some idiot out there that wants to comment. Yeah, and I. Um, you know, Dave can attest that I usually just say something snarky back. Um, it's the, the, the hardest yeah. part. The hardest part is when people say things that I'm not really too sure about. You know, those are the ones that trigger you, the ones that you're like insecure about. Like, mm. man, you suck. You don't spend any time with your family. Your wife's going to leave you. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh. I've been out in the garage for a long time. Oh, you know, and then I'm like, screw you. I'll kill you. You know, thing. You know that's, that's what Randomly happens. going in and hugging your wife. What's that for? You'll know why. Yeah. Yeah. But like when people say you're, you're fat, you're stupid, you're uh, ugly. I mean, that doesn't bother me at all. Sure. Um, but it's the things that, that get you. Like, um, you know, like like things, especially like in my store, like I don't do like I, I charge for shipping and I, I just don't know how to make that work numbers wise. And when people attack me on that, it's something like they don't know how much time and effort I've spent thinking about this. Or you're know, like my friend Dave sitting over here is, you know, he's he's served in the military. I don't offer a military discount. And I've talked about um, candidly, like people will email me about you know with with some weird sob story about how they did this or that or and and a lot of them that ask it I, I don't even believe them and so i'm i'm talking about this stuff in videos like i'm not sure what to do i'm not sure what's right what's wrong i don't know I, 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 but it bothers me when somebody emails me you know presumptively whether they're a teacher or or just these weird like things with the with the store or why did you choose that product you said this in that video six months ago that I, I'm unsure about those are the hardest things for me to deal with um, but that you're fat you're stupid doesn't bother me it's always the things that I'm just not yeah, sure technologically, about yeah and I talk through because mine's day in the life so I'm talking through life and the learning and in the beginning when I was making videos I was just sharing what I knew. Now I'm sharing what I don't know. So I'm sharing what I'm learning. Like I don't I'm learning the learning process like building obsessed garage as a business. And 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 I'm sharing very openly like I told you guys I'm selling 10 million dollars worth of stuff. I'm probably going to have to stop saying that at some point. You know, <laughs> at some point hopefully it gets so big that it you know that that that, that people just would that's, stop buying because that's I great think though. I I just feel like I feel like sharing that lets people in, but the disadvantage is it does let let open you to attack and then it's hard because i'm a strong i like to be right i'm like i'm a being right type uh and so i want to i don't care if you if you if you um i what i care about is i want you to know that i know that you think i'm stupid that's a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty deep blue right i you i i know that you know that i know that you know that i think i'm stupid or something you know, <laughs> it's like this this real weird loop where i just want you to know 
that that <laughs> I know that you think that that's a, that's that's uh, that I'm I'm a horrible human being because I don't offer a discount to teachers. Yeah, you know, and and because I don't understand how that what that has to do with Every, car soap. Th- in today's day and age, <laughs> and the instantaneous thing, and everybody wants something for free. What they don't look back is they go, if I give you a discount, it's taking money out of my pocket, which is affecting my life. But I'm using that as an example for I can't tell you probably how many hours I've thought about. It. I've had conversations. I've I've kind of crunched the numbers. Like I don't I don't I don't and I but I talk through this yeah. uncertainty of things like like you know like you know, do I spend enough time time with my wife and kids kind of thing um am i you know um you know um, um, i wish i was in better shape kind of thing you know and i'm talking through that kind of stuff and 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 so that's been the, when your simple question was how do you deal with comments yeah, well, the hard well, the hard part is how do we get on military discounts <laughs> <laughs> using that as an example sure. for something that is shocking that that I don't know the answer to, you know, that I'm I'm talking about, and that's what gets me. That's what makes me want to attack, and makes me want to come and fight back when somebody tells me that I'm a horrible human, when they don't know how much I've thought about this kind of stuff. You, you know? know, I watched your, your that video with your son on on the tail of the dragon, <laughs> and he had a lot of fun. Yeah, but yeah. then I get and you get comments about you you shouldn't be driving your son in that aggressively. Oh, come on, come on, all, bro. we all had to be there. Great video, by the way. Thank yeah, you. yeah, that was so, fun. Yeah. That's like a dream when I was a kid, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like, Dad, do the burnout, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're sliding around, yeah. you know. That's one of the greatest memories of your Watch. life. Yeah, totally illegal Watching and you could have died. Face. Yeah. But, We're not you know. going to tell mom about this. <laughs> but did you die? Yeah, but did you die? Of course not. Right, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. So, exactly. So I got big breaks. That's my answer to everybody. Exactly. I got big breaks, big breaks, bro. <laughs> I can stop fast. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Well, good. Adam, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great? great. Yeah, yeah. No, this, this is fascinating. I don't it's let like you get learning. a word in no, otherwise. It's okay. No, no, no. I'm, we don't I'm, either. It's fine. I'm learning a lot. A lot of similarities, obviously. I mean, you, you've sort of been on the journey for, for a lot longer than yeah, I have. Yeah, you guys are a lot more alike than you guys are aware of, I uh, think, at this I'm point. Miss, you're missing out on the total ha- the horrors of my brain. Like, I get a little glimpse of it. Okay. Yeah. Where <laughs> I'm this total, like. It's terrifying. Yeah. Us. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will he snap? <laughs> that's the. I what mean, I won't do, I'll just pass out on the floor. You okay, know, well, that's sheer don't panic. do that either. <laughs> how, how do you kind of separate yourself from kind of the brand? And, like, how do you think of the – like, is it, like, one and the same? Because it, you are so open with it. And that's something that I kind of, I don't know, struggle so, with a little so bit. So here's something um, that really resonated with me. Have you ever watched any of Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V? He's kind of like in that self-help realm, but but an authentic type. Uh, he made a comment which really resonated with me because I was always trying to figure out, man, I need to disconnect myself from the brand. What happens if something happens to me? And so somebody asked him that. He said, well, what happens, Gary, if something happens to you? What happens to the brand? He says, well, it goes away. It doesn't exist. If you're not there, it's not the brand. And so it's like clicked. I'm like, you know, because I worried about them. I'm like, well, what? I need to disconnect myself from the brand. Well, but why? So the whole thing is like wha- the brand is you, so let it be you. And if something happens to me, just buy some life insurance for your wife and kids, and they don't want the brand anyway. So, <laughs> so especially my brand, they don't want anything to do with it. I don't know what the brand. Dad They'd was be never happy here. if yeah. it went away while I'm still here. <laughs> let alone if I'm gone, they want that punt that in the trash. But and, uh, so I, obviously you have a team of folks working for you, mm-hmm. and 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 at some point, obviously you have to kind of let those people mm-hmm. do stuff, right? And and so I but imagine people expect that. Yeah. Um. I I dealt with that a lot, and and. 
wealth management where I'm like, man, I mean, the people are going to want me to provide the advice. Right. But think about you go to the doctor's office, you have the nurses, you have the sometimes a PA, you have the person processing the, your insurance information. Do you ever say, well, why isn't the doctor doing all this for me? Right. You know, so the same thing with our brands, with our business, there's an expectation people have for that you're not going to pick up the phone when they when when they call. But if you did, they're like, holy, I get that more often than not. Holy crap, man, I didn't think you were going to respond. You know, yeah. and, and so I, I don't think it's uh, – we. I think we put more weight on it because I used to do that a lot. I say, well, I have this team of people and not none of them are me. Yeah, right. Uh, and, and that's another big lesson I've learned in this uh, largely through coaching. I mentioned earlier about having a, a business coach. I thought the way to success was to replicate me. Like I would have been trying to hire you because you <laughs> and I are alike. I'm like, how am I going to figure out how to not hire you but partner with you? Because I don't know. Then we'll we'll do this together. But but let's say we're so much alike. So I wanted to create like mini me's. Right, right, right. But mini me's want to be me. Right. And so then we end up competing. Uh, and so, but the better way to do it is to build a team of that eight people make up you. And then they bring you to a level that you can never get to. And then from there, then they cultivate the next level and you just keep, you know, you keep, keep elevating. Sounds like a pyramid scheme to me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the problem is, is if you have somebody threaded, like if you have people that know everything that you know, first of all, they don't. Yeah. The worst thing that could happen is that they think they know everything you know, and then they end up competing with you and then they go try to create, right. create right. your brand uh, with a different name right. and they just screw it up. They just cause disruption for you. So I found the better thing to do is to, one, assume that, that, that the most people that are dealing with you don't expect to deal with you. They expect you to, to, to elevate yourself and to bring in people, staff, to help with that. And don't have one person, you know, don't, don't try to create mini-use. Create a body of people that can't thread it all together. You know, that one person shouldn't be able to thread the whole business. Um, and so if you have one person that's in charge of the bookkeeping and another person that's in charge of technical support and other person's in charge of sales and, you know, whatever it is or distribution. Right, specialists. Yeah. yeah, and then the beauty of doing that is then you can find people who love doing that one task. Right, right, right. And they're great at it and you give them fuel to grow within that and that's the biggest thing, the biggest epiphany for me has been learning that because I just wanted a bunch of partners. And then we end up butting heads because yeah. they want to be me or they want, I want to be them or yeah, vice Nick. versa. <laughs> <laughs> we all know you know you don't want to be me, Dan. Uh, yeah, you, partnerships can work with, with you know, if you're equally well, yoked. That's, way, that's the only way Rain City Supercars works because if I had to do editing or anything like that, this show would not exist. I would have walked away a long time ago. <laughs> I always joke. I said, I'm talent. That's all. I mean, <laughs> I'll do the bookkeeping and I'm talent. That's it. Like, know and your strengths. I don't want to do with the bookkeeping, so it works out just we, fine. For we have See, a very good friend go. of ours. Yep. Stay in your swim lane. <laughs> just yeah. stay in your swim lane. So, yep. yeah. So what do we have coming up, Adam? Uh, we have autocross, uh, coming up this weekend and then we have a tech session on, uh, wraps and, uh, like vinyl wraps and stuff. This like is coming that. out in two weeks. Two weeks. Yes. Want to try that again? Two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that tech session's already happened. That's already happened. Yeah. And we already had the autocross. We actually have another autocross. There we uh, go. On, on August 10th, uh, coming up as well. So, so yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So, well, I hope you didn't miss out on that last stuff listeners. I hope you, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We will probably have one after that as well. 
Um, no, so that should that should be a lot of fun. So yeah, and then we have an off road event coming up as well. So hopefully Nick can uh, can attend that one as well. Yeah, again, well, if his cross track is uh, is put back, I'm going to require uh, Vaughn's off road to give me a slight a small video that shows me the course <laughs> before I take it. Yeah, I know somebody in the Land Cruiser. There you go. Up there. Uh, yeah, is, is that car like the family car or this is like a dedicated? <laughs> no. no, it's 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 it's, it's, my, it's my my daily. I work from okay. home. And so, uh, and it's it, it started off as I bought it as a commuter car, and I looked at Adam and said, "I'm not going to modify it." And then, like, I got home, and Jeez. six seconds later, I had wheels coming and tires and a lift. And, and so, if you work from home, do you really have? A, there is no such thing as a daily car, right? It's just every car is every day. Yeah, pretty much. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've got that. I've got a 1959 Triumph TR3, and then um, my dad and I are in business together. And the company has a Maserati, but uh-huh. the, I mean, the Subaru is what I drive there's like a to go to the reliable car, and then there's not <laughs> yeah. reliable. There's an, a British unreliable, <laughs> and then there's, yeah. An so. Italian unreliable. Unre- <laughs> Italian unreliable, yeah. So yeah. I kind of left the whole daily driver thing and just drive whatever the heck I feel, you know, like to become That's- a drive what I'm feeling thing. And so I got rid of all the, like, the, the, the utilitarian cars. My yeah. utility car is an M5. Perfect. Fair enough. You know, that I'm modifying. E39? Yeah. No, an F10. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. All right. Yeah. F10, F10 M5. I just, you know, I just got the. So that's the my wife's car, you know. <laughs> so I just, I just ordered it. Tune. ES, yeah, he just ordered it. Tune. It'll be 700 uh, horsepower at the crank. Out of curious, your wife's car, is it running right now? Uh, no, it's not. Yes. <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a not have cars running kind of guy. Yeah. I almost canceled this trip because mm-hmm. I've got three. Three little minor not runnings. Yeah, but they're running. Just so we're yeah, clear. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. three like like little issues that I don't like. Things uh, that would bother everybody in this room, but probably not the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like the fan is vibrating a little bit on my M3, and then there's a there's a there's an O2 sensor, there's a check engine light on the one M with the you know that I gotta you know, get coded out, and then um, and then I you know, may have sawzawed off the uh, you know the the exhaust on the M5. <laughs> I bought this. I bought this fancy little chain tool. You ever yeah, seen yeah, one of those yeah, little yeah. chain tools? It doesn't yeah. work for squat. No, they're so I'm sitting there for an hour. hour. <laughs> and then I find screw it. Freaking sawzall. sawzall. <laughs> it's all crooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So do you That's take? So I mean, because for me, I don't have time to work on my cars and do car, my car stuff. But for yeah. you, I would imagine just because I'm always like doing events or doing stuff for others, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's kind of my role. But for you, I would imagine that you could actually work on your car and create content like it's actually. That's kind of my thing. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that's fat, that's great, right? <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, oh, that's broken. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix that. And I'm gonna make a video about it. Or I yeah. actually want new exhaust on my GT3 RS, so I'm gonna make a video about it. Well, I had a perfectly great exhaust. It was my 14th iteration of exhaust on my GT3, <laughs> and it was the one that it was the one. It's the Dundon exhaust there here in town, yeah. and um, and uh, AWE reached out to me. I, I made videos for them in the past and said hey uh you know we, j- we got this new exhaust would you like to try it i'm like yeah that's a good idea I mean, you have something to do i'd like to see what it sounds like and so i tear the perfectly functioning exhaust off put the other exhaust on and I make a video of it and yeah, it's great nice win win yeah. yeah so now i gotta do another exhaust to make another video of taking the putting the other dundon back on and yeah i barely can find uh, the room to store half the parts that came off the cross track i don't know where you're storing all these exhaust systems <laughs> Um, well, they're all sold. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an epic purger. I do not keep when, anything ever. When you deal with brands like AWE or somebody else, mm-hmm. do they? And I've never done this, but with, do they sort of expect you not to badmouth their product? I don't like, give a excessively? So, okay. so here's the prerequisite for me, and I learned this very early on. Um, companies would send me stuff, and sh- and and uh, and with an expectation 
Yeah. But I would tell them up front, look, I'm going to tell you honestly, and I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah. And they say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll just send it to you. Just don't even worry about it. And then, like, I kid you not, two days later, before it even gets there, hey, did you get that review done? And so I learned very early on, I only take stuff that I was going to buy already. Smart. That was okay. That's the prerequisite. Yeah. So you're, you're not – or it would have had to have been something I was interested in already purchasing. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I will not I will not take it. No and webinar it, intakes? <laughs> and then when I do take it, oh, wow. I, I'm going to – you know, you got to be willing to let me punt it in the trash. Yeah. That's yeah. why McLaren gave us cars for a week. Totally. Right there. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so it, it, without that, my, my whole brand is being yeah. – having that Authentic, ability. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, like uh, dining, I'm a super – fan of dining i've always been and you know dining gets a bad rap on the forums because they're overpriced or whatever that means but i just i've always been a super fan of dining and so i wanted to buy all the parts anyway and so they we have a uh, they have a relationship and i was going to buy all these parts for the m5 anyway but like i wanted their intake and i wanted their you know monoball mounts and their their um um uh, camber arms and all this stuff and so they, you know, they kind of sponsored me. I think I paid three grand for 13 grand worth of stuff. Uh, and so, um, you know, we have a relationship that way. And then I'm free to say whatever the heck I want. Like I'm sharing the fact that the, you know, the exhaust is put in the jig wrong. And, you know, so I got a mm. kind of a, a, a wonky version of the exhaust. And that could happen to anybody. And so what I won't say is this company sucks. They're stupid. Because it's not yeah, true. It's not true. Yeah. It's like some guy had a bad day and put it in the jig wrong. I, I Shoot. I, I, yeah. First of all, I put it on backwards to start. <laughs> and so, you know, and, you know. And, and you and, use the sawzall to cut it off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so sponsorship has is, 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 is become much simpler for me. Uh, and and I, I have kind of a weird spot where if, if companies wanted to pay me, uh, it would be difficult because of the brand that I've built. Sure. You know, it's a little easier. Like you guys are, you know, talking cars and so you have sponsors. It, it's a little more difficult for me to do that because of my retail brand. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I mean, we are way over on time, but we really appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, like this I is said, fun. The, the, the advice is... I love talking about myself. Right? <laughs> Enough about me. Let's talk about We me. love your yes. brand. Yes. Yes. We were exactly. glad to hear all about it in an honest cool. way because it's, it's a rare treat to get that from people. And so. Well, it's been a life-changing experience, man. I, I just... To be sitting here with you guys, I mean, it's like, well, what, what the heck's going on? You know, it's cool. <laughs> we feel the same way, so it works out. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Exactly. Thanks for having me. Well, for Rain City Supercars, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.